Thank you very much for being here today. Today we are in good company. Today we are with Matt Golino, who is the founder of ZenVR, which is an app dedicated to meditation. And it's available in SideQuest, and you can access that through uh, Oculus Quest too. So um, thank you so much, Matt, for being here today with us. Uh, you're a very kind person to dedicate this time to us. So please let us know how did you get started, how your journey has been at the creation of this amazing app or experience for people. Yeah. Well, first, thank you for having me, Diana. It's a pleasure to be here and be talking to you. Um, I guess I'll start by going into the high-level version of my background, and then if there's anything interesting, you can ask me a question about it. So basically, I did my undergraduate degree at Georgia Tech, Georgia Institute of Technology, in computer engineering, graduated, was working as a software developer, and went back to tech for my master's degree in a field known as human-computer interaction. So it's basically the study of designing products, designing digital experiences for the user to make something that people really need that they really want. And as part of this master's program, you get to do a, a thesis project where you ask a question and you conduct research and you build the design and a prototype in order to test that. So Zen VR actually began as my master's thesis research at Georgia Tech. And the question that we were seeking to answer was, can you teach people how to meditate using virtual reality? Um, and over the course of that project, it was a year-long project, we conducted research with Zen teachers, counselors, with experienced meditators and novice meditators. We built a curriculum of lessons, which I wrote and voice acted. We animated a prototype world of the earliest, earliest version of Zen VR. We put a whole bunch of students through it over the course of six weeks. And at the end of it, we saw statistically significant increases in a whole bunch of mental health metrics. So we saw... Their cognitive effective mindfulness went up. We saw their perceived stress went down. And this was around the time when COVID was starting. I think our last day of the study was the last day that Georgia Tech's campus had in person before they went remote. So spring 2020. Um, well, seeing the results, and those results are, uh, they're accepted for publication now at a conference called CHI. Uh, that'll be in a couple months. But seeing those results, we were kind of inspired and there's so many projects out there that get made. They're really cool, but they never go anywhere. No one ever uses them. They end up sitting in a file or on a portfolio page. And I feel really strongly about SEMVR, about the good that it can do in the world, and just that it's a really cool project. And so I said, you know, can we take this into something more? And from there, we turned it into a company. We went through a startup accelerator and have been building it out since then. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that with us and congratulations on the upcoming uh, delivery of that the research that you mentioned. That's uh, amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much. So going a little bit back, what was the primary motivation to actually make the project as meditation? What motivated you to, yeah. to do that? I think I first started with meditation during my undergraduate degree. Uh, computer engineering at Georgia Tech was a very stressful program, and I think I found meditation on my own. 
there were times when I looked outside and found that there weren't that many great resources. So I was mostly just teaching myself off of YouTube videos and books, whatever I could find. After graduating from tech, I actually got invited to, well, I got a very fun email from a Buddhist monastery here in Atlanta that invited me to come to a free meditation class. And I said, well, this could either be really weird or really awesome. And I went and then started going on a regular basis. And after about two years, I had gone through many, many, many classes and volunteering and all this stuff with this community. And I had felt a really positive impact from it. So that was my experience with meditation. And going into my master's program, I knew that I wanted to work in virtual reality because it's such an exciting, such a cool new medium. And I thought, you know, is there a way to combine these two things? This tool that's been really helpful to me that so many more people would benefit from learning about and this really cool medium. Can we bring them together in a new way and do something really powerful to share with the world? So for me, it was the idea of meditation and virtual reality coming together for something, something awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Amazing. Um, So I noticed the title is Zen VR. So my question is why particularly Zen? Yeah, I think, well, one, it's a phrase that's familiar to a lot of people, but it's also just the school of meditation of, I'll even say the school of Buddhism that I'm the most familiar with. It's where I came into the space from. Actually, the monastery that I was learning from is technically uh, Chan Buddhism, which is like the Chinese version of Zen before it moved to Japan. But Zen kind of is the more common term that a lot of people know, and then I'm involved with the San Francisco Zen Center, and it's just where a lot of the literature that has helped me the most uh, is centered around. That being said, there's a lot of great content in all sorts of like peripheral uh, teachings. So it doesn't have to be just Zen, and Zen VR will grow to be more than just a little bit of Zen. It'll be all sorts of things. Yeah, amazing. Thank you. What is something that people, in your opinion, seem to misunderstand about Zen? Yeah. Well, I think I think a lot of people only scratch the surface, especially when it comes to meditation. They only learn the very basics of relaxation. Maybe they watch a YouTube video and it helps them calm their mind once, but they never realize how to take that into their everyday life. You know, Zen isn't just when you're sitting down. It's every moment of every day. It's being present across everything you do in your thoughts and your actions. And there's a whole philosophy around that and all sorts of ways of teaching that and getting people to think about their life and incorporating that in about being less judgmental to themselves and others, about carrying compassion with them. So much more than just relaxation. I think a lot of people would love to learn about that. I think a lot of people want that in their lives, but they don't know where to get that. And they don't realize that there's more to be found in this space than just, oh, Zen is sitting and meditating. At best, most people know that. Some people just know it as like, oh, here's a candle that's labeled Zen or or something like, oh, look at this like Zen basil plant that they're selling in the store as a marketing word. So I think a lot of people just don't know how deep the content is. Yeah, yeah, that's that's very interesting. Thank you so much. So how particularly Zen VR helps someone to maybe get into that relaxation through the meditation and then translate that into the daily life? Is that uh, something that Zen VR helps with? Yeah, 100%. So the focus of Zen VR is education. 
in a way that you can take what we teach you and bring it into your everyday life. It's not just about relaxing you when the VR headset is on. Um, there's a lot of apps and things out there that can help you with that. And that's great. It's a good first step, but no one else out there is teaching the next two, like step two, step three, step four. And that's where Zen VR comes in. Our goal is to take you from being a beginner, exciting you about learning meditation, about learning the philosophies around it, and then guiding you through that process with a, with a curriculum, with teachers, with environments and, and virtual experiences that bring the learning to life. So things like we'll talk about impermanence and not getting upset about things that you can't control. And then we'll change the weather to be rainy outside, or we'll talk about mindfulness and observing your thoughts like clouds passing through your mind and we'll have actual clouds come through the classroom. So taking these concepts, phrasing them in a way that people can understand them using the virtual reality to make it real and then teaching it in an interesting way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much. What do you think that is the main benefit of using ZenVR, which is this experience, beautiful, immersive, as opposed to in real life? Yeah. Well, honestly, if you have a Zen teacher, if there's a, a Zen center or monastery around you that offers classes, I'd say go to that. It's a fantastic place. Those are fantastic places if you have a real life teacher. But the reality is most people don't have that available to them. Finding a real Zen center can be difficult. There might not be one near you. If you live in somewhere rural or just yeah. somewhere where there's not a Zen center, that's tricky. Um, some places could be expensive or just hard to fit into your life if they only fit it, if they only have a class at a certain time or the teacher can't take more students. So Zen VR brings that experience and the learning and the teaching and the wisdom to everyone. It's not limited geographically anymore. We can create this virtual space for people to come and learn together from the best. Yeah, that's so amazing. Yes, it's such a good experience. I've tried VR, and I can see the impact of that. For example, where I live, there are no Zen monasteries or any of these uh, experiences that I feel actually also excited to go and try, but I was excited to try ZenVR and I can say that is such a good experience. It's very helpful, very useful, and also to establish the habit that we mm -hmm. need in, in order to support our life in the day-to-day. -day. Um, so that is one of the, the beauties of the app. Thank you so much. So what's the most important thing that you've ever experienced in your life? What is the most important um, lesson maybe that you've learned in your life? That's a, that is a heavy question. <laughs> um, I, I'm grateful that I've had lots of incredible experiences in my life. Um, from summer camp as a boy scout to going through my master's program to internships, you know, one, one set of experiences that really comes to mind. I had, I had the opportunity to walk the Camino de Santiago in Spain uh, which, if you don't know, is a, a sort of spiritual pilgrimage where you spend a few weeks walking with like everything on your back and you stay in hostels and you make friends. And I would say that was probably one of the coolest experiences, most important, impactful experiences of my life. And I've made friends from that that I have kept up with and carry with me friends that are all over the world. Um, as far as lessons learned, I think the most important lesson that I always try to remember is 
be present, be here now. Um, life happens in the present moment. It doesn't happen in the past and it doesn't happen in the future. It's happening right now. And so following your breath, being aware of what's on, what's happening around you, um, that's the most important thing. And of course, I'm not perfect at it. Very, very few people are. If you are, we call you a bodhisattva. But I think that trying to be present, trying to be aware and just always trusting in that present moment has been the most important lesson for me. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Do you have any like inspirational figure, person, mm -hmm. character that have influenced your life, maybe from spiritual, um, you know, experience or, or someone who, who has inspired you? That's a great question. Um, there's, there's a few authors that I found to be really powerful authors in their writing. I would say, uh, Dan Millman has a book called The Way of the Peaceful Warrior that I found to be really, uh, inspirational. There's, uh, the author of The Alchemist, Paulo Coelho. Uh, he is a fantastic author. I've read a number of his books and they're all great. And I always feel like such a deep connection to the writings and the teachings. Um, and I'll say in the Zen space, The book and the teacher that I always come back to is uh, Shunryu Suzuki and his book, Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind. And this guy, it's such a simple book. Uh, I don't know if you can see it. Yeah, it's such a simple book. Um, it's just lectures that he gave um, when he was teaching here in America. And they're so wise. And every time I go through this book, I find new wisdom. I am, I'll just open it up and find something else. And Like turn to a page, attachment and non-attachment. That we are attached to some beauty is also the Buddha's activity. And there's a whole lecture on it. And I find it, it's always very grounding for me to come back to that. Um, so I would say that from a spiritual perspective, those are the teachers that I've always, that I've connected with the most. I think I really like when the spiritual ideas are presented as a story. And I think both Dan Millman and Paulo Coelho do a great job of teaching through a story. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So speaking about this, uh, you know, this spiritual, we typically see the relationship between the spiritual and, you know, technology, you know, like as, as if they were separated or, or so like that. Uh, what's your feeling as you are in both worlds? What do you think about this? Is like, it's good, it's bad. Like, how do you feel about it? <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a strange experience combining these things. But I believe technology exists to help us as a tool. It's not something that we should be addicted to. It's not something that we need to rely on. But it, when used properly, just like with a hammer, it's easier to hit a nail than using your hand or using a rock. Technology, when applied the right way, can really benefit us. Virtual reality is incredibly powerful. There's so many studies out there about how virtual experiences can help shape the mind, help it heal and learn in new ways. There's studies on how it's used for uh, treating phobias, like a fear of flying or a fear of heights. And when you think about what we're talking about here, it's a therapist using a virtual experience to change someone's perception of the world outside of VR. I experience like a spider on my hand in virtual reality. And then I come out and I've had the sense of exposure. I'm less afraid. And when you think about the power behind that, it's hard not to think that there's a capability to teach about 
the philosophies and spiritual practices and, and just the general wisdom that we're talking about here, that this doesn't just have to be for things people are afraid of, but it can be helping people grow all together. Yeah, for sure. I, for example, have made a reflection about virtual reality when considering these aspects of being aware of myself and maybe even so a little bit of spiritual aspects that I've learned through my life. And I've came to some sort of idea about how beautiful it is virtual reality that it can help you to realize of the how how much we hold onto this reality and believe that this is so set, right? But mm -hmm. then there is something that appears and it's virtual reality now. And it's not just this body, right? Like when we enter in virtual reality, we can have another body. So all of a sudden your perception of what you call you might also start little by little changing and transforming. What do you think about that? I think you're completely right. I think there's so much power there especially in changing the sense of you, part of the, the thing that changes people the most in my experience is when they meet people from different backgrounds, when you get to travel, when you get to see new places, see different parts of the world. And a lot of people live their lives in a small bubble with a small circle of people who all think the same and they never see far off places. And it's not their fault. It's life. It makes it challenging to break out of that. But the virtual worlds give us the possibility to meet with people, to go places that we'd never go, talk to people we would never otherwise talk to. And in every one of those experiences, we grow, we shape ourselves, we learn new things, and we also learn how much we can change and how much we can create the world around us. Um, it's not fixed. It's not static. And our reality is in many ways based on our perception and virtual reality can help that grow and change. Yeah, that's amazing. I, I, I really love to have those reflections where the identity that you have might also get transformed and change and realize that no, it's not just this body. It might be another set of, of things, which might yeah. be linked a little bit with, with the meditation experience, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, let me, let me say this actually. This is very interesting. There's been studies in virtual reality where they try to get people to empathize more with people that are different than them. And so what they do is they might change the color of the skin on the hands in virtual reality or put you in a mirror where they change your, I don't know, your features to make you look like someone else. And what they find is that when people have these experiences where they look at themselves and they look different than what they normally look like, they start to empathize more with people in these different situations, whether it's a different, like different race or different gender or whatever it is. There's this clearly powerful experience to see the world and see yourself in a different light using a tool that you, you could never do this without it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's very amazing. Thank you for sharing that uh, sort of experience that, that you, that you mentioned that definitely give us a lot of, a lot of more depth in our experience of how this is relative. It might be very relative. The, re yeah. the reality that we are right now, we just need a little bit of other experiences to discover that, which is one like Sembiar that offers yeah. us. Thank you so much. So if we could remove all restrictions, all constraints to create whatever in the world, what would be something that you would create? 
in virtual reality? Yeah, let's say. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm I'm glad to say that Zen VR is for me that project. That's what I want to be working on more than anything else. It's yeah. I'm very grateful to be able to work on something that I care so care about so much that I'm passionate about. And so every day I'm working to bring this thing that I want to see built, bring it into reality. And that's really cool. Now, if, if all the constraints were off, I would say Zen VR is going to become more than just a small classroom with a few lessons. Zen VR will become a full meditation campus, a place that you can come and learn with different teachers where you can meet people from all sorts of different backgrounds and talk about mindfulness and wellness and meditation where you can grow from not just the basics, but into really, really deep studies of meditation and the philosophies around it. And I see that as something that can really, really benefit the world, a, a place of learning and of the mind that doesn't exist anywhere um, that anyone can get to. And I, and I, of course, I want the graphics in the Oculus Quest to get better so it can look even more beautiful too. Oh, that's amazing. I, I'm very excited to that. Like, I'm very excited right now for, for what ZenVR offers, but I'm very excited for what is coming because I don't have access to a monastery, you know, or like to a, to an experience or place where you can gather with more people and they maybe think alike and they can help each other. For example, like the experience on the Discord, mm -hmm. but inside VR, right? Yeah. Like I was actually just going to say, we started, we're, we're, we have our Discord community that we're starting to build, and we now have a Zen teacher that weekly he posts discussion threads, discussion topics for people that come and want to talk. Even before they can do it in the virtual world, they can talk in the message board and uh, start to start to build this community that will eventually be part with the virtual world as well. Um, so if you or anyone else is interested in starting to be part of those discussions, you don't have to own Zen VR. You don't have to have any qualifications or training. Uh, you're more than welcome to come to our Discord, whoever you are, and join our community. We'd love to have you. That's amazing. Yeah, that. that. So, so you. What, what is coming in the future? Like more specifically for ZenVR. Like how how do you envision it? Yeah. So, well, like I was saying, like I envision this to become a full campus. So more environments for places to learn. And when I say more environments, the idea is for the virtual experiences to benefit the teachings, not just random things because they're pretty, but like if you want to learn from a Tibetan monk about a compassion meditation, then we'll build the Tibetan monastery for that teaching. To If you want to learn about Japanese koans with a teacher where you can study these riddles that wake up your mind, we'll do it in the right place for it, the right environment for that. And we'll have activities beyond just meditation. Uh, sorts of things that in the real world are used to teach med meditation, mindfulness, things like trimming a bonsai tree or raking a sand garden. Um, but not just, again, not just random toys, but with a teacher to guide those lessons and building that out into more classes. We actually already have teachers that have written some lessons for us that will be coming in the near future. Um, we're working with a, uh, a set of teachers uh, throughout Latin America, actually, to work on creating uh both English and Spanish lessons. So we're very much considering internationalization for uh, Zen VR and working on that. Um, these guys are great. They, they put together great stuff. So that's coming in the future. And I'll say right now, we're actually, we're fundraising for Zen VR. So I'm talking to investors and uh, venture capitalists, angel investors, people that might see the vision of Zen VR and say, hey, I'd 
I like what you're doing and I'd like to be a part of it. So, hey, if there's anyone listening right now, you'll be able to reach me on that. <laughs> Thank you so much. Wow, that sounds super, super amazing. I'm just going to uh, get kind of like to the, to, the, to the end of this. But before, I'd like to ask you sort of like, it's just about you. How do you see yourself in 20 years or so? <laughs> Gosh, that's such a hard question to answer. Uh, even five years from now is hard to answer. 20 years from now, man, I, I'd like to say that I've learned a lot of lessons from the Zen VR journey. Um, hopefully I'll be, you know, at that point I could see that I would have my own students in Zen VR, people that I can teach one-on-one. -on -one. Maybe I'll uh, still be working on this or maybe I'll have something even more that I can contribute to the world. I think it's really important to consider how you can give back. So whatever I'm doing, wherever it is, it's always going to be trying to give back to the communities and to the people that brought me to where I am today and will lift me up into the future. Mm, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. So how somebody could get a hold of you or be more in contact with SEMVR or learn more about SEMVR, but all the channels that you have and all the offers or whatever you want to mention, what do you have available for channels to get a hold of you? Or yeah, yeah. So our website is www.zenvrapp.com. So you can learn more about ZenVR there. We have about pages, videos, all sorts of things. If you're interested in seeing You know, we're talking about Zen VR, but if you want to see what we're actually talking about, what the what the current state of it is, you can go there. If you want to contact me, um, there's a an email form on our website. Uh, you can also reach out to me through LinkedIn if you want to connect with me. Anyone that uh, wants to buy Zen VR, we are available on the Oculus Quest app lab right now. So I'll provide a link to you, Diana, that can link directly to that. We're also on the Rift and Steam store. So whatever VR headset you have, you can try out Zen VR. Um, and I'd love to invite everyone to join our social medias, to join our Facebook discussion group. Our discord is probably our most active community, like us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, all those things We're we're putting ourselves out there because this is the time for us to really grow, to grow our community and welcome everybody in. So, you know, you don't have to buy the app to join our discord, to start talking to our Zen teachers and the other early meditators. Even if you're curious, if this is the right thing for you. You're invited. We'd love to have you. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you so much. That's very kind of you. And also the whole community is very amazing. I've been there also. And there is a lot of support and a lot of encouragement and a lot of um, yeah help that we can receive from, from teachers that you're having right now and the other people that is around. So the atmosphere is very inviting. And I'm very thankful that you that you created such a nice experience and opportunity for people. Thank you so much for that, Matt. Of course. And I'll say with that too, you know, if there's anyone out there that's experiencing a lot of stress or anxiety and just wants a community of people to talk to, maybe you're not sure if it's meditation is the solution, but you want to change something, come talk to us at ZenVR. We're here to help. We're here to talk. Thank you so much. So is there anything that you wish I had asked you today? I think we covered a lot of stuff today. I think that's, um, nothing comes to mind. I, I think, I think you're a great interviewer. You hit every question. 
<laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, so then uh, this is a formal invitation for anybody to follow all the social media um, channels that Matt has out there for SEMVR and to follow him on LinkedIn and get in contact, join the Discord. This is my personal suggestion because it's such a great place where anybody can find rest, help, and to meet amazing people who is willing to help. Thank you so much, Matt, for such a great interview and for creating such an amazing project. Thank you for having me. You're a great host, and it was a pleasure to be here talking to you, Diana. Thank you so much and see you in the next episode. Bye for now.